Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So church is a safe place, right? This is a safe place. You're not going to be judged. Uh, you're not going to be looked down upon. You're not going to be uh, chastised. I'm going to ask you a question that I want you to raise your hand honestly about. Do you ever talk to yourself? Raise your hand if you ever talk to yourself. Okay, good, 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 good. No one's going to judge you, man. This is church, safe place, all right? And if they do, well, forget them, all right? Okay, how about this? Let's take it to the next level. Raise your hand if you ever sing to yourself. Anybody? All right, good. Everybody's got to raise your hand right now, right? Because we just did that. We just sang to ourselves. I don't know if you saw that in the song, 10,000 Reasons. If you just sang that, you were saying, bless the Lord, oh my soul. You're talking to your soul, you're talking to yourself, and you're singing out to yourself. You're not weird. Trust me, you stand in a long line of folks who like to participate in that great tradition of singing to themselves. Not just singing to ourselves, but also to the world, to the heavenly host, to the angels, to all of creation, but most importantly, singing to God and about God. You see, there's something about talking to yourself that's really good. In fact, there's a book out there called Telling Yourself the Truth. Anybody ever heard that book? It's, tell, it's called Telling Yourself the Truth. And basically, the premise behind the book is that it's important for you to know what the truth is, but you have to tell yourself the truth over and over again, and you got to have other people telling you that truth, because we live in a world that's telling us a bunch of lies all over the place, explicitly and implicitly, subtle and out loud. We have to tell ourselves the truth over and over again. But singing the truth, man, that takes it to a whole new level, especially when it comes to God and his truth, his word, his purposes for our life. So a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned this to you. We were talking about this Soulful Songs of Summer series, and we're talking about how important music is in the life of the Christian music is in the Christian church and in our history all the way back from the beginning. And Martin Luther has some very powerful words. I just want you to hear those words again. I want to quote him. He says this. He says, I, try, I truly desire that all Christians would love and regard as worthy the lovely gift of music, which is a precious, worthy, and costly treasure given to mankind by God. The riches of music are so excellent and so precious that words fail me whenever I attempt to discuss and describe them. This is Martin Luther, 500 years ago. And then he writes this. It's almost heretical. He says, next to the word of God, the noble art of music is the greatest treasure in the world. It controls our thoughts, minds, hearts, and spirits. Music is powerful. It's a gift from God. I'm just reminded of this. My wife was telling me that our three-year-old and her were singing a praise song, I think, in the car or something. And my wife was singing the lyrics, and our three-year-old said, no, Mama, you got the lyrics wrong on that. You know, They go like this. And she was right. This three-year-old knows the lyrics, these powerful lyrics to the song combined with the word of God. The word of God combined with music is powerful and speaks to our hearts even as little children. We see music. It's all throughout the Bible. The entire book of Psalms that we talked about is basically a hymnal. It's a, it's a song book. And these songs, these psalms, they talk about real issues, real joys, real struggles, real celebrations of real people just like you and me and their walk with God, and their walk with his creation, and their walk with his purposes for their lives. In fact, in many ways, the book of Psalms, uh, it's a model for our life, model for how we should sing to God. 
And so that's what we're looking at this summer. It's a pretty awesome series that Pastor Tim has designed. It's, it's kind of, in one hand, light, but also it's super deep. And it's kind of cool to see how the artists mix uh, the Word of God with music and these songs that we sing, and we learn the stories behind it. And so our song, as we sung just a moment ago, is uh, written by Matt Redman, and it's called 10,000 Reasons. It was uh, the top worship song in the year 2013, so about four years ago. But it's based on Psalm 103. And Psalm 103 was written 3,000 years ago by King David. Isn't that, I mean, if you think about that, it's awesome. We have a 3,000-year-old worship song in our Bible. And so I want us to listen just for a little bit to Matt Redman, the writer of this song, and what he has to say as he connects 10,000 Reasons to Psalm 103. I love the psalmist, you know. I guess that's what happened when he wrote that song. That song, Psalm 103, he's just pouring out all these reasons, praising because uh, he heals all your diseases. He crowns you with love and compassion. He's redeemed your life from the pit. And he goes on and on and on about something about the rule and the reign of God. And you just can't shut him up, really. And that not that how the life of worship is meant to be? You know, we're, we're meant to be so conscious of the reasons to praise God. And if you wake up one day and you can't think of a reason to thank him or bring him an offering of some kind, there's something wrong with your spiritual outlook. Our lives are absolutely full of his glory and his goodness. Just the revelation of him is flying at us every moment from every angle you can imagine. And that's what the song says. You know, It says, um, for all your goodness, I will keep on singing 10,000 reasons for my heart to find. It's pretty cool. I love how the inspiration behind uh, this worship song that Matt Redman wrote, the inspiration is a 3,000-year-old worship song. Written by King David. King David was a man of real faith, a man of real flaws, a redeemed leader, and from him came the Messiah, Jesus. And that song is written down in our Bible, 3,000-year-old worship song, still relevant today. Now, if you know about King David, you know that he sinned greatly, but he also repented in great humility. And he's described as a man after God's own heart. And King David, he sang to himself all the time. He wasn't crazy. He's just like you and me. We sing to ourselves. In Psalm 103, he does that. He sings to himself. He sings to the angels. He sings to the heavenly host. He sings to all creation. And he sings about the powerful, awesome love of his God. It's only 22 verses long, so I thought we'd like take a look at that. We're going to go through Psalm 103. It'll be up on the screen, or if you have your Bibles, you might want to get it out. And uh, let's just read through it verse by verse. And we're looking at the NIV version, and the NIV says, praise the Lord, my soul. The old school ways say, bless the Lord, O my soul. But to bless the Lord is to praise him. And so here King David, already starting off, he's singing to himself, okay? He's singing, praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, all the reasons why we should uh, praise him and love him. And you're going to see these things coming. Why should we praise the Lord? All of them, this was written a thousand years before Jesus, but all of them point forward to what Jesus did for us. Verse 3, who forgives all our sins, Jesus, heals all your diseases, Jesus, who redeems your life from the pit, Jesus did that, crowns you with love and compassion, Jesus did that, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles, Jesus does that. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed, Jesus does that. 
He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. And then these powerful words, let them seep into your heart. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. You, his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, all his heavenly hosts. You, his servants, who do his will. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Matt Redman said that he loved how King David is the psalmist. He's just pouring out all these reasons, like a machine gun in there. All of these reasons why we should praise the Lord. All these reasons why we should bless the Lord. I don't know if you heard him say, he's like, you just can't shut him up. All these reasons. And did you hear what Matt Redman said? He said this. He said, isn't that what the life of worship is? To be so conscious of the reasons to praise, to bless God. He said, if you wake up one day and you can't think of a reason to praise him, then something is wrong with your spiritual outlook. Our lives are full of his glory, full of his goodness and revelation of him flying at us. And that's why Matt Redman wrote that lyric in the song that we just sang, for all your goodness, I'll keep on singing 10,000 reasons for my heart to find. Pretty powerful word, pretty convicting word when he said this. He said, if you wake up one day and you can't think of one reason to praise or bless the Lord, then, then something's wrong spiritually. At first, I kind of thought, that's kind of legalistic. That's kind of a hard word. But the more I thought about it, I think he's right. In fact, sometimes the only way for us to get through some of the darkest valleys, the most hardest and the most difficult times in our lives is to bless the Lord, is to praise the Lord in the midst of those dark valleys. I know that some of you in the room, you know what I'm talking about. In the darkest, deepest valleys of your lives, you sat down and you actually sang and praised God and you got through it. And some of you are looking at me, yeah, right, pastor. How could I praise God right now? How could I sing, bless the Lord, oh my soul? My spouse has cheated on me. How could I sing, bless the Lord, oh my soul? I've got terrible news from the doctor. How can I sing, bless the Lord, oh my soul, I've lost my job, I'm on the edge of financial ruin. How can I sing, bless the Lord, oh my soul, I can't shake this addictive behavior. 
How can I sing, bless the Lord, oh my soul, I'm depressed and my outlook on life is just terrible. I can't find one reason to praise God. Maybe we can learn from some other believers. It's possible to face anything in life and still praise God. It's a great story. Two years ago, uh, there were eight drug traffickers. It's in Indonesia. These eight drug traffickers were executed by firing squad, which I was like, they still do that? I mean, it's crazy. Over in Indonesia, they did some terrible crimes, drug trafficking. They were convicted, and these eight people were going to be uh, executed with the firing squad. And believe it or not, all of these, all eight of them, they decided normally they tie them up, they put blindfolds on them, and they said, no, we're not going to have our blindfolds on. They took off their blindfolds. They faced their executioners, and they sang two songs. The first song they sang was Amazing Grace. This is just two years ago. They sang Amazing Grace, and then you know what the other song they sang was? 10,000 Reasons, our song today. Matt Redman uh, tells us about that experience in this video here. I think the most profound story for me so far has happened recently. This is... Uh, these guys in Bali who were, um, a guy called Andrew Chan and some other guys, who, they were uh, prisoners there uh, facing, going to face the firing squad because they had been guilty of drug trafficking about nine years before. But since then, they've become Christians and like full-on life transformed, and they were transforming other people's lives. So a lot of people were appealing for them not to face the death sentence, but as it turned out, the authorities there decided they, they needed to do that still. Had some reports back from... Uh, firstly from newspapers and then from people close to the thing that as they went to face the firing squad they were seeing 10,000 reasons to bless the Lord on my soul and you know I thought that I don't think it gets more profound than that I mean firstly who's the worship leader that's the most amazing act of worship leading I've ever heard of yeah. secondly it tells me that you can face anything in this life and still be found with a song of worship on your lips even a firing squad right and, and thirdly I just thought how did that song end up there you know what an amazing thing and these are the things that I love when things are immeasurable you know sometimes people are looking at charts or they're oh this song you know sold this many or I don't know this people showed up at a worship event but you know forget all that stuff you know what's the stuff that's immeasurable you can't really put a, a figure on that's the stuff I love the stuff like that you can't there's no way of measuring that it's just profound it's immense it's intense it's wonderful beautiful and um, and it you know, that, that's the stuff I, I want to do in ministry, stuff that you can't really measure. I love that. I mean, as they faced that firing squad, they were singing 10,000 reasons. They were singing, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. I mean, they were staring down 12 rifles singing this song. Oh, my soul, I'll worship your holy name. I don't know if you heard what Matt Redmond said. He said, you can face anything in this life and still be found with a soul of worship on your lips, even a firing squad. One of those prisoners, his name is uh, Andrew Chan. Uh, he came to know Jesus. He wasn't a Christian, but he came to know Jesus in prison in Indonesia. 
And then he, the word of God just came into his life in a powerful way. He began to study. He ended up being an ordained pastor in prison. He ended up leading the whole entire English-speaking church in the prison. He did so much good in the prison. He led so many people, all the worship services, the church, and classes, and instruction for all the prisoners, so much that the prison warden appealed that he would not be executed. But one day after it was decided finally in the courts that no more appeals would be granted he went back, Andrew, Pastor Andrew, went back to his cell and he said this. He said, when I got back to my cell, I said, God, I asked you to set me free, not kill me. And then he wrote, God spoke to me and said, Andrew, I have set you free from the inside out. I have given you life. And from that moment on, I haven't stopped worshiping. I had never sung before, never led worship until Jesus set me free. There's so much here this morning. I love how that beautiful mix brings us together today of a 3,000-year-old worship song with King David, a completely flawed character in Psalm 103, mixing with Matt Redman's 10,000 Reasons, a song just written four years ago with these executed believers just two years ago, and the dark valleys of their lives marvelously redeemed by Jesus. All of it comes together this morning, and it teaches us that there's always hope, and there's always a reason, maybe 10,000, to bless the Lord. And perhaps we, this week, every morning we could find a reason, or maybe 10,000 of them, to bless the Lord to sing to our souls, to sing to our God and to all of creation, and to let the powerful gift of music combined with God's word. We can let it shape us, encourage us, and bless the Lord with our lives.